Suicide Squad squares up on the silver screen, back to Bad Batch, but better? Huh. And Trailer Tracker. All this and more on Geekly Bi-Week. What's up, you gorgeous geeks? Welcome to Geekly Bi-Weekly, your new favorite podcast for geek news, pop culture, and discussion. My name is Hogan. And I'm Ida. And uh, welcome to this week's episode. If you're new here, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's about time. Yep. Uh, we've been waiting for you. There's uh, snacks in the corner, but I wouldn't touch them because they've also been there since episode one. So yeah. uh, I don't know Ooh, what they're looking like right now. We don't talk about the snack mix over there. <laughs> we don't talk about the snack mix over there. Yeah, um, it's like beer nuts. You just don't want to touch them. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, we've got a few good things to discuss today. We are going to be talking about Suicide Squad. Just so you guys know, as usual, we're going to be doing a whole lot of um, spoilers. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I don't know why I blinked out on the word spoilers, but whatever. Here we are. Um, I... I'm ready to do this. I think this is going to be a good episode. I feel like it's going to be a good episode. Let's just jump right in then. Let's go. All right, let's jump into it. Let's. Um, I'm going to have you start us off with a quickie review on Suicide Squad, which just came out, by the way. It I did. loved it. Yeah, it just released on the 6th, so that was Friday, though HBO actually dropped it even earlier, so it was on the 5th. Um, but yeah, so my cookie review is, I thought it was a heck of a lot of fun, James Gunn coming back to superhero movies, or in this case, supervillain movies, was fantastic. I thought it was really playful, really fun. Personally, for me, there were a couple moments I checked out just a touch, but it wasn't the fault of the movie, it was just my own. So uh, yeah, but all in all, I think it was a really, really fun movie filled with lots of laughs, lots of action, and lots of gore. So much action, so much gore, and it was so profanity-filled, and I loved every second of this movie. Um, listen, over on Geekly Bi-Weekly over here, we um, there's a few movies that we don't discuss, that we don't bring up on purpose. Um, one of them is the original Suicide Squad. Because it sucked. Yeah, it was so bad. So bad. And also um, the Avatar The Last Airbender movie. Oh. But that is... It seems like sacrilege to talk about that one in general. Yeah. Anyways, um, we... I, I'm not going to speak for the whole team. Um, because I don't know if Matt saw it yet. But I fucking loved this movie. Mm -hmm. It was so funny and so action-packed and so... Just so ridiculously violent and, and and graphic and gory that it's exactly what I expected from the first Suicide Squad movie. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it should have been more of a a comedy action movie rather than it taking itself too seriously, like they like DC keeps trying to do when yep. you know WB owns them. Yep. No, it definitely it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was exactly what I had hoped for the original Suicide Squad. Um, for the original movie, I got maybe about 10 minutes into it and I just turned it off. I, I didn't even fully watch it. Oh, really? Yeah, I just, I couldn't. I couldn't sit through it. I had already seen a lot of the reviews. Um, and I mean, I've I've watched snippets of it and parts, but it was just one of those. I, I just couldn't sit through it. So the fact that this return was exactly what it should have been from the start. It gave you everything that you had wanted. It gave you the utter ridiculousness that it needed. Plus, I mean, just the cast was incredible. Like, we knew that going in, that like, all right, this is already going to be better. The The team that they had signed on for this movie was so solid. So I'm really glad that it held up to all the hype that had been coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so, uh, yeah, this movie, I could... I could... 
I could just go on and on and on about this movie. It's just so fucking good. Um, talking about the cast, like I was just right now. I mean, you've got Michael Rooker, you got Viola Davis, Joe Kinnaman, you got Nathan Fillion, Jay Courtney, or Jai Courtney, is that? Uh, Flula Borg, Mayling. How do you say? Oh, fuck. How do you say your last name? It's just NG. Mayling Ye? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should have looked it up. Uh, um, Pete Davidson, Sean Gunn, Margot Robbie is back as Harley Quinn. We got Stephen Blackheart. Like, they, uh, there's so many good people in this movie. Idris Elba's in this movie. John Cena, Daniela Melchior. Melchior? Yeah. We're good at pronouncing names, but also D. Bradley Baker's in this movie. You know that's a good, it's just an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this movie so much. Uh, David Datsmalkin, Sylvester Stallone as the voice of King Shark, who we're going to talk about that in a minute because that's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter Capaldi. Um, like, I mean, we could keep going on and on and on about the cast that are in this movie. It It's never ending how many big names that they got. Um, also, Taika Waititi was in it. I'm just throwing that out there. I know. That cameo was everything I wanted and more. Um, when he showed oh, up yeah, on screen. Oh, yeah, he's so good. When we actually got to see him, again, this is jumping way ahead. We're going to back it up in a minute. But when you actually really get to see Taika and, um, oh, crap, what's the character's name? Ratcatcher 2. Well, yeah, Ratcatcher 2, but I'm, I'm thinking her, her real name. Uh Oh, I guess it doesn't. There Did isn't they one. Say her real name? Nope. It's just Ratcatcher Two. Cool. So I was all right with that. Um, so <laughs> that scene between them, I was crying. It was yeah. Both my mom and I, we were crying. Um, oh right. Okay. I thought it was the only one. I was like, this is so sweet. I love this. Please give me more of them. It's just so sweet and so lovely. And uh, as well, kind of a backstory on me. I used to own rats. So like. Ratcatcher has always been kind of one of my favorites of the supervillains that do not get any, you know, they really aren't seen on screen. Yeah. Um, so the fact that we actually got Ratcatcher and Ratcatcher 2 um, on the screen and it was phenomenal casting and phenomenal acting. Um, so, yeah, it, it was great as a rat owner to see all the cute ratties. <laughs> I was just really happy that. The original Ratcatcher was being played by Taika Waititi because I love anything that man does. He could Truly. literally just scream at me for 10 minutes and I would be like, cool, thank you. I deserve that. Yeah. Um, so over on the first teams, because, so the way that this movie worked is they got the whole team together. Within the first 10 minutes of the movie, um, half of them were dead. Yeah, so they they gather up the A team for the squad. And at the time, you do not know that there is an A and a B team. But they gather the team. It's filled with Savant, um, uh, the detachable kid, or TDK, Captain Boomerang, (laughs) Javelin, Mongol, Blackguard, and Weasel. With then Harley kind of coming in at the back end. A.O. And they are set to go storm this beach and take care of business as they do and blackguard sells them out so they all get fucked save for harley who has to essentially try to find her way out of this military bombardment and she grabs also rick flag was with them, with them oh year. yes rick flag was also with them i forgot about that and he as well gets captured but yeah so harley manages to escape with javelin's javelin um 
<laughs> who he says to uh oh god what was his line fuck i'm totally spacing today guys um to uh to carry it for and then he dies <sighs> exhale um which is, yeah. as well I love Flula. I was so sad to see him go so soon. But also, I love that he was essentially throughout the movie the entire time just due to the javelin. Um, yeah. But I, I'm also, hey, that chemistry between Javelin and Harley was a little... <laughs> for the two oh seconds they were there. You're not wrong, and I hate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we discovered that it's the B-team. And how they came together, which is uh, Bloodsport, Ratcatcher 2, Peacemaker, the Polka Dot Man, and King Shark. Uh, and they have to go and uh, infiltrate what's known as Jotunheim and find out what this Project Starfish is and get rid of it. Because it's bad for the American government. So. Which um, starfish is also like attributed to like the word butthole. Yeah, oh yes. But despite what you might think, no, they don't have anything to do with each other. I know there there is no connection. Despite there is no connection. The very clear connection. Yeah, you know you would think that there would be. Anyways, um, <sighs> listen, a team dying within the first ten minutes of the movie was. An incredible scene. Oh, it was brilliant. It was just so stupid funny. And then Savant, like, trying to run away and getting his head popped. Yep. Like, I didn't expect all of them to die so quickly. I didn't either. I And James Gunn was very explicit before the movie released, saying pretty much everybody dies. Yeah, he straight up said, don't get attached. But he didn't mention everybody dies in the first 10 minutes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Also, I, I just got to point out the first death in the movie was a character that I was really hoping to see more of. Um, rest in peace, Weasel. Right. Um, yeah, that. Oh, Shine Gun and his portrayal of Weasel was so good. <laughs> and the also he played Calendar Man. He did too. Yeah, he had a double role. That was incredible. Yeah, but oh my god, when. They drop Weasel and he just starts drowning immediately. I lost it. He didn't it. even like fall in like a normal fucking human. Like he belly flopped in. Yep. And then just starts drowning. <laughs> just drowning. Fucking Rick is like, did anyone check if the Weasel could swim? And Viola Davis's character, uh, Amanda Wallace, right? Yeah. Uh, Amanda Waller. It, it's straight. She just looks so fucking done. Which, by the way, Viola Davis chef's kiss i love beautiful her yeah and so they tried to save him and uh spoiler alert at the very end of the movie he wakes back up from drowning mm -hmm. and kind of like looks around to see that all his homies are dead and then um runs off into the woods so we don't know what's going on with weasel yeah at this point he's kind of gone rogue he can definitely appear later on and i hope so God, i hope he does because oh it's so good as well the whole line where you know he's harmless except for the fact he Eight, 26 children i fucking died like <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, oh boy let me try that again because my voice totally cracked yeah i i completely agree um <laughs> weasel was a character that we deserved more of i i just i just loved weasel yeah i just loved weasel so much yeah i was really hoping to see more of but we got to see more or like basically all only the B team because they're the ones that survived. Correct. And, uh, 
where the real heroes are, I guess, heroes of it. Um, in the end. Yeah, in the end, they became the heroes of it. But um, the chemistry between Idris Elba and John Cena was phenomenal. Who were uh, Bloodsport and Peacemaker, uh, collectively or collectively, uh, respectively. They just so fucking good. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I mean, right from the get-go, their whole banter about the bullets the first time that they're <laughs> like interacting with each other was phenomenal. The whole scene about a bag of dicks on the beach, like <laughs> <laughs> and I Yeah. They dropped the bag of dicks bit in the trailer, but they didn't show exactly how long that scene was gonna go talking about the beach of dicks. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Their whole like dick measuring contest of trying to uh, kill people in the camp who turn out to be <laughs> peace fighters. Um, yeah, was fantastic. Not continuing with the peacemaker and blood sport, but polka dot man and his mom. I died every time, just every time. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It was wonderful. I love to see it. Um, I feel. How do I feel? I am. I, I, just, I just can't describe this movie. I really, really, really genuinely liked it. Um, it was a, a fun thrill ride from start to finish. Like, yeah, it was. And also, um, I, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe it's just me. Um, I would die for King Shark. Yeah, it is just you. No, I, I can't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, King Shark was like my favorite character in this movie. He was just so stupidly funny for no reason. Yeah. And like like that, there was one bit in it where uh, where they're about to like go into town and they gotta stay undercover kind of thing, and they were like, "Yeah, we gotta wear disguises." And he was like, "Yeah, cool. Mustache. I'll wear a fake mustache." And they're like, "No, that's a stupid fucking idea. Why would you? You'll look the same. You're a giant shark. You you're yeah. just gonna look the exact same." And then like to show off that the mustache would work, he puts his hand up to his nose, like his <laughs> finger up to his nose, and they're like, "We can still tell it's you, King." Like, you, you're a giant fucking shark. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in this role was absolutely incredible. Like, like he said minimal things, yeah. but still fucking killed this role. I loved everything about him. Like, even from the beginning when he almost ate Ratcatcher 2. Yes. Um, which, by the way, that would have put a big damper on the end of the movie. It would, but, um, yeah. And she was like, you wouldn't eat your friends, would you? And he's like, I don't have, I don't have friends. That kind of I, like, I, don't. I died inside when he said that. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Yeah, I, I really like the the relationship that um, Ratcatcher 2 and King Shark formed. Mm-hmm. Also, Polka Dot Man was incredible as well. I didn't expect much from him. I didn't either, but... And he, yeah, I, God, what's his name? The guy that plays him, I always forget his that name. That is, is going to be... Uh, David Dustmalkin. David, yeah, so fucking good. He's also in um, uh, the Ant-Man movies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of And he was fantastic in that as well. Yeah, there's a lot of crossovers. Yeah, which I didn't think that would be allowed, but I mean, here we are. Uh, um, I don't know how they made it happen, but they did, and I'm so happy they did it. No idea. Um, yeah, because he, he was just so, he, like, everyone in this cast was was written good. I'm not going to say, like, super fucking well and super great, but they were written well to the point that I really genuinely enjoyed what they did. Yeah. Um, And we can't talk about this movie without talking about the standout performance 
from Margot Robbie. Oh, she was phenomenal. Every time she returns to the screen as Harley, it's like she is even more solidified in exactly who the character is. And I love it. I love to see it. I want to see more of it. I love how she is advocating to get more Harley and, you know, actually have her um, be closer to the original and less of a just a puppet in a way, but also like kind of stepping into her own. She's been pushing to try to get Ivy on the screen and have a romantic relationship with Ivy on the screen. Like, yeah, I think it's fantastic. I appreciate that she's doing it and I can't wait to see more. Which is something that the world deserves. We need an Ivy uh, Quinn movie. We do. Which would be wonderful. And I mean, we got, um, we got a taste of it in the Harley Quinn animated series. Because they do have a relationship in that. Yeah, we did. Which but fantastic series, by the way. It's Love so it. good. If you guys haven't watched it, please do. It's it's totally is ridiculous and fun. And Kaylee Kuko also does a, a really great job as Harley. Um, but as we see, like later on in the movie, um, besides uh, Starro the Conqueror being the villain of the movie, mm-hmm. um, Peacemaker is also uh, a giant shithead. But well, um, yeah, and I say that because he wears a toilet bowl on his head. Um, it's a beacon of freedom. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, no, no bullshittery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as it turns out, Peacemaker is kind of uh, how do I put this lightly? Uh, a dickhead. Yeah. And was sent there by Viola Davis's character uh, Amanda Waller. Um, on his own mission and it was to make sure that whatever information was kept about project starfish uh went down with uh, the building Jotunheim, mm-hmm. and he was about to kill Ratcatcher over it yep he was about to kill her and then uh blood sport comes in with his super awesome like superhero pose as he's falling down which oh my god Gosh, watching that scene, my shins were crying. <laughs> my knees screamed at me the entire time. They said, why would you do this to us? Yeah, just... And I said, I'm just watching this, I promise. <sighs> um, but also, I, I love the the absolute deus ex machina that they had going on there with him just like falling down all the way and being completely fine. Yeah, like, it's fine. And then being like, oh, well, I landed here. This is where I'm supposed to be, I guess, which I thought that they were going to have him land on top of John Cena. That's what I thought too. But I also knew, okay, Peacemaker's set to have a show, which we'll talk about in a minute. So I don't think he's going to die. Yeah. And then they shoot at each other and Idris Elba's character or Idris Elba's uh, bullet goes through John Cena's bullet because, you know, smaller bullets. Mm -hmm. And, um, fucking hits him in the neck and he bleeds out and dies right there. Or so we think. I'm sure he's going to put it in there. God, maybe he's going to put in more air horns. He should. They're Um, so good. They were so good. Matt's so good. Yeah. Yeah, so we find out at the end of the movie that uh, after going through all the rubble from everything falling apart and whatnot, uh, they find the body of Peacemaker and he was in really bad shape, but they saved him mm-hmm. and they are currently the dickheads like, got to save the world. Yeah. Apparently the entire world, which I'm wondering what they're setting up now because like the movie didn't technically leave off on a cliffhanger. Like it wrapped everything up, but it left off with something that could lead into something else. 
mm-hmm. you know. Um, that being said, as much as I loved Starro as the villain, I felt like they should have gone with someone else. Yeah, I can see that. Um, at the same time, I understood why they did it, and I'm not mad about it. No, no, I'm not mad about it either. But like, and I'm not a big like I'm not a DC fanboy at all, and by any means. Um, I feel like Starro is such a big threat to the DC universe that them killing him off in one movie felt like it was a bit of injustice. Like it should have been like, Oh, they get him sent back to space kind of thing or something. Like he escapes the planet. Yeah. Because his last line uh, right before they killed him, because the way he works, like he, he uh, spits out these tiny little staros, starfish people. Mm hmm. Uh, and you know, they attach themselves to, uh, humans faces or whatever species faces to take over their body and like use them as a host kind of thing. So he's able to talk through them. It's kind of like a hive mind kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And right before he dies, he uses one of his hosts to talk to Bloodspore and be like, I think his line was, I was happy up there alone staring at the stars. Yeah. And then he died, which made me sad. And I was like, this this dude didn't want to even be here. Like, like we brought him here against his will, which is such an American thing to do. Truly. But it didn't sit well with me that they were able to kill him off in one movie. I feel like it should have been like a big bad kind of thing that... He somehow manages to escape the planet or, you know. Yeah. I can see that. Um, well, then, if you didn't want him... To do that, would there have been a better villain that you would have wanted to see? Or is it just that you really just wanted him to leave alive? Uh, a little bit of both. I, I feel like if they didn't put him in, they could have gone with, I don't know, maybe they could have gone with Gorilla Grodd. Oh, I could see that. A showdown between a shark and a gorilla? That would have been incredible. It would. Would have maybe gone to the theaters to see it then. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm, like, <laughs> Also, well, when we went to see it, we went to the theaters. Um, this is a, 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 not a cry for help, but like a plea, I guess. Mm-hmm. Edwards Cinema, please get your shit together. Ooh, that bad, huh? Because those seats were ridiculously uncomfortable. Eee. And also, it was a Friday night. That theater should have been packed. I think altogether there was 15 people in the theater. I mean, it's kind of hard to judge the success in the theater when it was also made available for free on HBO, you know, just with the membership Yeah, no, of it. you're absolutely right. But yeah, that that doesn't bode well for, for them. But like looking at, uh, and, and uh, I was talking with my partner about this, I looked at the another theater that was right by me because we were going to switch theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, that one had multiple viewings, like a, a good, what? 10 of them maybe less maybe about eight of them maybe eight of their viewings for that movie completely sold out oh yeah so then it's just edwards (laughs) yeah amc does it better i'm just gonna say it amc does it better besides the fact that edwards has a coat or um, pepsi products which i love a good mountain dew Mm. i i I, yeah edwards needs to pick it up there Uh, mm, i just didn't enjoy my experience there yeah well, and I go to the movies for like obviously the movie, but like as well as the experience. The the sound felt like it was only uh, front. Oh, like it wasn't one of those things where it was like all around you kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, no. 
Anyways, that's that's going off into any into something else. But anyways, yeah. Okay, so Peacemaker is set to be getting a show uh, releasing sometime in January of 2022. Uh, James Gunn actually wrote all of the episodes. Uh, there's going to be eight in totality, and he directed five of them. The other three are going to be directed um, by, let's see, at least uh, it's Jody Hill, who's done a lot of Eastbound and Down and The Righteous Gemstones. Um, other, the other two directors are going to be Brad Anderson, who's known for The Machinist, Boardwalk Empire, and The Wire, and then Rosemary Rodriguez, who's helmed episodes of The Good Wife and The Walking Dead. So, yeah. This sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm already really stoked. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, we don't know a whole lot about it yet, but with Gunn writing the whole thing, following the Suicide Squad, it's going to very heavily tie in, I'd imagine, and be pretty stellar. So keep an eye out for that next year. Yeah, hopefully that'll be good. Um, I've been watching uh, interviews with John Cena while he's wearing the Peacemaker costume. Mm -hmm. This dude is ridiculously charming. Oh, 100. He has charisma seeping from every port. Yeah, he does. And I'm loving it. I'm really excited to see what he does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But hey, we should move on because we've spent enough time. Uh, actually, wait, hold on. Before we move on, let's try that again. Uh, Matt, give us like a reverse sound or something. Oh, wow, <laughs> I'm loving the the mouth sounds that you're giving us, Ida. Yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta give a little bit. You are truly a treasure. <laughs> um, so, all in all, give us like an out of ten. Huh? What did you think of the movie? I thought it was a pretty solid eight or nine out of ten for me. Um, I'm not gonna give it a full ten out of ten, uh, just because I like to leave a little room for improvement, and I like, I like pushing people but you know because james gunn is totally listening to my opinions so you know just push the edge even more uh all in all i thought it was really fun and i will definitely be re-watching it soon what about you um i uh i'm gonna give it a 7.5 out of 10 there were some things that did need improvement mm -hmm. um all in all i genuinely loved this movie i think and I know I'm going to get hate for it because you know how people are, but I feel like this was one of the best movies of 2021 so far. Oh, I would, I would agree with that assessment. And I think it's pretty fair. Like it's a pretty fair assessment. It's got a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. It does. It's actually holding pretty well on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, granted, there are a few movies I still do need to watch. I need to make sure that I see The Green Knight. Oh, that also looks fantastic. Yeah. We've got more movies coming out. There's actually a lot of HBO movies that came out that I haven't seen yet. The That one with, what is it, Denzel Washington and Jared Leto? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it The Little Things? Something like that. I have it on my to-watch list, but I try to get through the content we have to do for the podcast before, like, Yeah, personal. see, same. That one, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, I still got to watch. Like, there's a, there's a lot yeah. of non-nerd movies that I got to catch up on because... I just genuinely love cinema. I should have been a cinema major. Um, yeah. I'm but hey, moving on, uh, we uh, got to talk about The Bad Batch, and we all know how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, we all know how we feel about it. Um, this was a good episode, this past episode. I mean, well, not this past episode, because the one that I'm about to talk about uh, came out on July 30th, and apparently there was one that came out on um, August 6th that I just completely missed. Mm -hmm. 
because I'm the king of tomfoolery, apparently. <laughs> uh, anyways, I really, really like this episode. This episode was called War Mantle. Um, the Batch gets a distress signal in the middle of a mission for Sid. Mm-hmm. And they're like, listen, we got we to gotta go help him because it came from uh, Captain Rex. Himself. Was it Rex or Cody? It was from Rex. Oh, so you did watch this episode. Oh, no, I just did the Wikipedia. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so they got a distress signal from Rex, and he's like, listen, I wouldn't call you guys if I didn't absolutely need your help, but uh, there's some shit going on, and I uh, need your help. And they're like, listen, we're, we're in the middle of a mission. We can't really, like, go away from this kind of thing, or else we're not going to get paid. And I think it was Wrecker convinced them to go on it anyways, just to mm-hmm. go see what's going on, because Rex wouldn't call them unless he really needed the help. So they go off, and... And uh, it turns out that uh, it's a uh, extraction mission for another clone, or yeah, another clone that uh, got stuck with what is now becoming the new Galactic Empire. Yes. Um. So they kind of botch the mission of getting him out. Uh. Long story short, Hunter gets left behind. Mm-hmm. Gets captured by the enemy. And is stuck on whatever planet that they were on. Darrow. Um, because, what did you call me? Darrow. Planet Darrow is the how, distress signal. How Darrow you? Um, I, I hate you, get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he gets stuck on the planet and like he gets, he gets captured by the Empire. And as he's waiting in his cell, um, a familiar face walks up. And it's not there to save him. Uh, It's Crosshair. And he's like, well, I wanted the whole crew, but you'll do. And, like, they kind of just, like, glare at each other for him. And, like, you know, know, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but there was that that one singing show on Fox. And one guy is staring at uh, P. Diddy. And P. Diddy is just kind of staring back like they're having this staring contest. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I love that movie so much. Yeah. Same (laughs) exact energy. That like I'm gonna fuck around and find out, and the don't. Do you really yeah, want to exactly. find out? Because you will just, find d- out. <laughs> <laughs> and they just stared at each other, and then it cuts to credit. Um, and I know I did a terrible job of explaining what happened in the episode, but it was a really fun episode because it felt like there was danger, and it felt like it was just one of those episodes where I was like, "Cool, they're gonna make it out of it again, like mm-hmm. by the skin of their teeth," and. Oh boy! Oh, how scary! Like this one, it genuinely felt like, oh shit, something's about to happen, and it's it's only that way because it's leading up to the two part season finale. Yeah, I feel like we know what's going to happen because um, someone at Disney hates us enough and uh, renewed it for a season two. They did. No, I mean again, it is from everybody that I know who isn't us apparently. It's got rave reviews. So many people really, really love it, really adore it. I recognize it's probably just not the show for me. Um, So I'm sure that for the fans of the show, it's great that it got renewed. But I'm not as excited uh, for that one. But yeah. Yeah, most definitely I'm not as excited for this uh, series either. But if it keeps up, like if it it gets better, because... (sighs) All right, so I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt for now. Because for the most part, season one of any show is not absolutely stellar. It's true. Um, I mean, even season one of Clone Wars was pretty bad, and I almost didn't make it through it. 
Um, and then once I got to like season two, season three, that's when I was like, all right, cool. This is where it's getting good. <laughs> As Anakin would say, um, well, I forgot what he would say. Fuck me. Good. I'm glad because I, I didn't want you to finish that sentence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you can edit that out, Matt. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think he will, though. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, yeah. as Anakin would say, now this is pod racing. Anyways. See, um, that's why I didn't want you to finish the sentence. <laughs> I mean, but I did anyways. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. I'm just going exactly. to sit in silence now. So you get to do the rest <laughs> of the episode on your own. No. Um, oh, wow. Okay, hold on. I didn't expect this. I'm, um, I'm really feisty today, apparently. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. But uh, if that's the case, then I guess it's time for me to introduce, uh, we have a special guest on the podcast today. Welcome back, Nate. I'm kidding. He's not here. <laughs> that would be great, though. Could you imagine him just showing up out of nowhere? Anyway, um, yeah, it, it, I, I really, I, I thought this episode was a lot of fun, um, yeah. a lot of peril, and they did good with it. Mm-hmm. They did good with it, and I know that it was not, I don't want to say a filler episode, but like, it was a lot of a setup. It was mostly a setup episode. Yeah, a setup for the, the To get us ready for finale. the next episode. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, which uh, the episode that premiered on on August sixth was part one of that finale. So I'm gonna have to go watch that mm-hmm. uh, when we're done here, and um, hopefully that'll be good. Yeah, I'm uh, reading up a little bit about it, so it seems like it's gonna be a pretty interesting episode. Or it was. Um, there's no news though on the final episode of the season. But yeah, there's there's a lot of twisties and turnies apparently in this episode. That twisties and turnies, you know how we like it. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's a shame that you didn't get to watch it because I really like your insight into it. Yeah, but, um, it was just one of those like <sighs> I lost track of time and was like, oh shit, cool, uh, should watch that. Anyways, I just keep getting confused when they're releasing these damn things. I wasn't sure if it was on Wednesdays or Fridays still. I, yeah, it's mm-hmm. that's all my that's all my issue though. I gotta get my shit right, get yep. it right the first time. Um, but hey, we've got a. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a new segment on this series, and uh, I hope it goes well, and hope it doesn't have to go on too long. I remember back before I started this podcast, uh, I wanted to do something called um, Justice League Watch, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was for the Zack Snyder cut, like, because I genuinely never thought that it was going to come out. Yeah. I honestly thought, like, it was never going to be released, that they, it was just going to be a thing that they were going to keep, like, teasing and hoping for. And it was just going to kind of be, like, the running bit on this show. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, it's going to be a, a No Way Home watch, because we still don't have a Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. Where is it, guys? Where is it? Where is this goddamn trailer i am even just a teaser of waiting just a teaser just a little like right something it comes out in december guys like oh god it's not that far off but uh yeah no we still don't have a spider-man no way home trailer but we do have a lot of news still on the set and photos and things like that including uh we've spotted mary jane uh, played by yes, Kristen Dunst. Yeah, there, there's lots. So we're we're getting these snippets. We know what's happening. So why aren't you releasing it, guys? Just release it. We 
yeah, at this point, we're, we're kind of starting to figure out what's happening on set and what's going to be happening. Um, I'm just I'm just tired of waiting at this point. Yeah. Though someone said that they want um, they want them to release the movie without a trailer. I mean, like so that we can go in completely blind. But the thing is, is we aren't going in completely blind because so many set photos have dropped. We already have a very kind of, I mean, we don't know the exact storyline, but we already have a clear understanding. Multiverse is open. Spidey's got to deal with it. Doctor Strange comes in. Like, we've, we've got all of these big pivotal plot points that just drop the damn trailer. But they also said that um, because of Sony's uh, track record mm-hmm. of releasing trailers with a little too much information because this is a joint effort between Sony and uh, Marvel studios. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to release a trailer and it has too much information. Yeah. Like I want it to be like, cool, new Spider-Man flick coming out and give us like the bare minimum, like super minimal shit. Yeah. Well, that also is just the unfortunate thing about trailers these days is so many trailers give very, very big points away in them and a lot of trailers even include the final scene black widow was guilty of that they include the final scene in the trailer why it did why uh, I, I, I don't know hmm? but um in lieu or not in lieu, i guess in honor of us um starting this new little segment of a uh, no way home watch i um i'm going to do something uh, that I've been wanting to do for a while. So hold on just a second. Hello. Hi, Z. This is Hogan from over on um, Geekly by Weekly. I have a question for you. Okay. Um, yeah. My question is, is the Spider-Man New Way Home trailer, No Way Home trailer out yet? Do you know? I have no idea. Uh, so you don't know at all. Um, so would you say that that's a No. Yeah. So it's not out? Maybe. Oh, come on. It's yes or no question. I really couldn't tell you. I don't keep up with the Marvel situations. Well, you heard it here, folks. It's still not out. Um, and we are still dealing with this bullshittery, and I hate it. Um, Marvel, give us the trailer already before I go over there and... Um, have have some words. And get them. Yes. Say that again. And go over there and get them. Zandy, Z, my love, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Um, I will call you again later. Okay, have fun. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. So I think I'm going to start asking random people that are around me uh, if the trailer's out. Oh, um, here we go. And you can also ask someone as well. You know, it doesn't have to be just me. I, I will... Bear that in mind, but I do not call people, so uh, they'd be like, what? "Yeah, I usually is don't there either. an emergency going on?" No, it's just me asking if the Spider-Man trailer's out. <laughs> See, that's why I text people before I call them. I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna call you real quick." Yeah, uh, it's not an emergency, just so that they know like nothing bad is happening. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, moving forward, uh, as far as trailers go, we got the uh, trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie. We do, and. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty hyped for it. Um, yeah, let me hear your thoughts on it. Give me what you thought. I think it's going to be an interesting mix of nostalgia and kind of a new but seen story before. 
um, that's just really going to kind of provide a, a fun reintroduction into the universe again and and really uh, reopening some of the characters, uh, including um, Egon, who he is no longer with us, but, you know, he, he's with us in heart. And uh, yeah, that was Harold Ramey. But yeah, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm not holding too high hopes for it, just in case it is just a very nostalgia-based, you know, here's a popcorn movie. But, you know, I really enjoyed the the all-female Ghostbusters movie. If it's even close to that, I'll be happy. What about you? <clears throat> I thought, uh, I feel like the trailer looked really good. I, I'm very, very excited for this movie. Um, also... Looking at the uh, credits right now, or the cast credits on IMDb, it actually has Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson all listed in the movie. Yeah, they um, are set to be reappearing. As well as Sigourney Weaver and Carrie Coon. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Wrong person. Annie Potts. That's who I was looking for. Yes, Annie Potts is also set. Like I'm, I'm, I'm personally really excited for this movie. Um, it's got Paul Rudd in it, and that's all I need mm-hmm. um, from anything forever because I love Paul Rudd so much. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely excited for this movie. Like you said, I really enjoyed the, um, the all females Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. I thought it was witty. I thought it was a lot of fun. This. <coughs> <coughs> oh my God! I'm dying. Are you okay uh, over there? Wow, I just said how much I enjoyed that movie and like the collective of of Ghostbuster uh, Virgin fanboys just tried to yes. place a spell on me. What the hell was that? Take you out. Ugh. I'm an adult virgin. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I think it looks really, really cool. Um it looks like they're taking more of a uh, dramatic slash serious approach to it. Mm-hmm. More of a um Instead of it feeling like a comedy, it felt like the movie, like, just from watching the trailer, it felt like the movie Alien. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's sci-fi, but also a little bit, like, it's got, like, peril and a little bit of danger to it. Yeah. That being said, they, I mean, it wasn't, like, premiering it, but they showed, again, the uh, gunner seat in Ecto-1, and oh my god. Oh, yes. I'm so excited to see what happens? <laughs> yes, Ecto One is looking gorgeous. I cannot wait for this movie. Yeah, um, it, it honestly cannot come out fast enough for me. And I mean, it's coming up. It's set to release on November eleventh. So I mean, it it is fast approaching, but it's still so far away. And then on top of that, it's actually being done by the same guy that did uh, the movie Juno. Uh, his dad, uh, Jason Reitman's dad. Um, did the original oh, Ghostbusters movie. That's awesome. I did not know that. So it's really keeping it in the family. Uh, his dad, Ivan Reitman, uh, directed the original Ghostbusters film. I think the first two. And now his son is coming back to bring it full circle. And I, I'm just really excited for this whole movie. It feels yeah. good. It feels right. It, yeah, it feels like it's going to be a good take on, on whatever they're about to give us. Yeah. I completely agree. And with I'm that. excited. Yeah, we've we've got a we've got a little bit to wait, but the but hey, yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like it's gonna be a good movie. Um, 
Yeah, Ida, what do, what do you think? I, I completely agree. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You can uh, check it out. I'm going to be posting it again on the stories. So if you haven't seen it, go check out our Instagram at Geekly by Weekly, um, all spelled out. And yeah, let us know your thoughts. Engage. We love when you send us your comments. We appreciate those of you who do. Um, but yeah, go check it out. Yeah, we actually really, really do appreciate you guys when you... Uh, interact with us we absolutely love it that being said ida i saw that um you posted a question about something what was the question about oh uh what people thought of the suicide squad movie yes uh, what their thoughts were did you ever uh, end up posting the uh, the responses that we got i didn't really get any uh <laughs> homie i'm looking at them we got three. Oh, we did oh shit well that was my mistake then because i'm not on the game apparently so hey it happens you actually oh by the way i i'm just throwing this out there matt you gotta you can keep this in if you want i don't care but i need to say it out loud because i keep thinking it and never actually saying it ida you are fucking killing the game out here on our instagram i cannot thank you enough for like keeping up with it and actually doing it because i know that i am absolute horseshit when it comes to doing our twitter (laughs) You're you are fine. just killing it out here, and I, no, no, but like compared to what you're doing, like the work that you're doing on the on the on the Instagram, I could be, I, I really genuinely need to pick it up. But you're doing a, a genuinely great job well, running you. our Instagram. So someone give give her a round of applause or something. Matt, where's the round of applause? Matt, are you even here? Matt, I sure hope so. Where are you? Matt. Are you with us? Let's see what he does with that. Um, anyways, <laughs> we um, yeah, yeah we, we, uh, we love when you guys interact with us. We can't thank you enough for interacting with us yes. because this show is really nothing without you guys listening in. Um, and it really, really honestly means a lot that you guys, you know, stick around and yeah, are with us. Let us get through our weirdo phase while we uh, work out the kinks, you know? Yeah. But uh, speaking of weirdo phases and working out the kinks. Um, do you think they're going to do that with the Venom trailer? Because, oof. Good lord. <laughs> the new Venom trailer. Venom, let there be carnage. Um, yeah. Did you see the trailer? I did. Um, eh, eh. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, trying to hold boy. out hope, you... but just, yeah, meh. You you can't you you are saying it correctly. It looks so bad. Yeah, it just doesn't look. And it doesn't help that the original movie, the the first Venom movie, was also so bad. Yeah. Again, that was one I like started I, a little bit of it, and I haven't seen it all, so I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. But yeah. Yeah. No. It it looks genuinely seriously bad. Um. Sony is is once again dropping the ball when it comes to anything Spider-Man related and it's it's just Yeah. Oh, uh, why are they doing this to us? They started out so good-ish with, you know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man stuff and then they just tanked. Like Yeah, those were a lot of fun to watch. Those until we got to the third yeah. one. The, third one was the really, first really two bad. were phenomenal. I loved them. I watched them all the time. Like it was so good. Yeah, I feel like they're they're I feel like they're working too much or not not working too much, but relying too much on like star power mm-hmm. as opposed to like 
genuinely giving us something that we're going to like. Yeah, you have to have a solid script. Like, if you don't have a solid script, if you're not starting with a solid foundation, it doesn't matter what stars you put in. Look at the original Suicide Squad. That still had a stellar cast. It was a fantastic cast. The script and the direct, the direction and the editing, it was all just garbage. So, of course, the movie wasn't going to be good. It doesn't matter who you throw in if you're not starting with a good foundation. And they just don't seem to want to start with one. And it's just so disappointing. No, I, I know that we already talked about Suicide Squad, but going back to the original one, mm-hmm. um, the original director, uh, David Ayer, of, like, like I said, of the first Suicide Squad movie, um, they gave him the movie, and they're like, yeah, cool, uh, you, uh, we have a release date set for it already, so um, if we could just start working on the script uh, so that we can get it out by the, the release date. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, cool. When's the release date? They gave him six weeks to write the first movie. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, of course it's not going to be good. Like (laughs) A month and a half to write a whole ass movie and they expected it to be good. Yeah, like that's that's so not okay. That's not cool. That's that's setting yourself up for failure. I've had homies in bands that have taken longer to write. Like what's gonna happen in a music video? Yeah. Like it, you, what? It, what did you expect to happen? Um, and that's what I'm expecting from this movie. I love Woody Harrelson. I love Tom Hardy. I think they're both fantastic. This movie looks so bad. Um, and I, I wrote it down on the notes. But Sony is Spider-Man. Uh, how do I say this right? Uh, Sony is Spider-Man is what um, uh, WB is to DC films. They are absolutely ruining these ips yeah they're shooting them in the knee and telling him to run a marathon yeah and i'm really i'm really worried about what's going to happen when they get the right spider-man back because those greedy little bastards haven't given up they won't they won't they give it back to, uh, to marvel and it's so unfortunate because as well like i just want the rights to go back to marvel because at least then we're getting the good spider-man movies again you know like i just yeah exactly i mean i want to see peter have justice <laughs> exactly stop killing uncle ben already damn <laughs> um, it's like the wayne's like we don't need to see him die again let's please just continue this please <laughs> see you said you said that the wayne's and i was like 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 Marlon Wayne, like the the Wayne no. brothers, but no, no, completely different people. Um, that's my bad. Said. That's They're great. my <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, stop killing Uncle Ben. Just give the the rights back to 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 Marvel already. I mean, after what was it, Thor: The Dark World? We've seen that they've improved and they've uh, given us much better movies. Because mm-hmm. I think Thor The Dark World was probably their low point for movies. Yeah. Because once, you know, they kind of started getting that trajectory and then they dropped it just a little bit for Thor, but then they immediately started skyrocketing again because they saw, yeah. like, okay, these were the things that, these were the complaints that fans had. Let's take that into account and, you know, rework it. Yeah, because when you see what works and when you see what doesn't, that's what you start 
you know, using more. You're not going to try and, I don't know, I can't even give an example. I'm going to go throw things now. I'm mad about this. Good job. <laughs> now you've all angered me. I'm kidding. I'm not angry about anything like that. I don't yeah. throw things out of anger. I'm not a child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Venom trailer looks terrible. Am I going to watch it? Yeah. No. Actually, no, I'm not even going to watch it. I'm not. It looks that bad that I will not watch this movie. I, I'm going to give it a chance just to be safe. And then as well, you don't have to watch it and I can talk about it on the podcast. So Yeah, we're <laughs> going to have that happen because I am I am not looking forward to that happening. Um, yeah. On a list of things that are uh, going to be coming up uh, over in September is when we have uh, Carnage or Venom coming out. But, I mean, we're still at the beginning of August, so we should talk about stuff that's coming out in August. And the next Marvel IP that's going to be coming out is What If. Yep. And I'm not sure if you saw or if anyone else saw, but um, the director of that series has stated that everything that happens in that is canon in the MCU because of the multiverse. Yeah, and that makes sense. So I, like, this feels more like like not so much of a standalone, but it feels like a uh, kind of like a Loki spinoff. Kind of. It's a good... Um continuation of expanding and um talking about and like getting the viewer on the same page of what the multiverse is if you aren't fully aware it's going to show you and we let you know like okay these are all possibilities these all can exist simultaneously so yeah um, I'm also hearing that we're supposed to be doing some like multiversal jumping, maybe. Um, because from what I'm hearing, uh, Peggy, who's going to be playing Captain Britain or mm-hmm. Captain Carter, I don't know. Um, Captain Carter, I want to say, will be in multiple episodes. Ooh. And I think that they're supposed to be getting like a, a Guardians of the Multiverse kind of thing together. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll post up the link uh, to the breakdown of it on uh, from Nerdist on our uh, Twitter. Perfect. When this episode comes out. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's um, it looks good. What If looks really good. I'm really excited to see what happens there. Um, yeah. Then after that, over on the 13th of August, we've got Free Guy, which I'm hearing mm-hmm. some pretty decent reviews about it. Yeah, again, I'm not expecting incredible filmmaking, but I mean, again, it's it just looks like a lot of fun. It's got a really great cast. Um, we've got Taika coming back because who doesn't love yeah. seeing Taika? Um, yeah, it's it looks like a fun movie. It does. It really does look like a fun movie. Um, and then right after that, or not right after that, but two weeks later on the 27th, we uh, officially get Candyman. Mm-hmm. Which... I'm excited for. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm excited for this movie. I, I mean, I love a good horror movie. Um, Same. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it does. And I like that they got the original actor back. We're, we're, we're continuing the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, well, maybe not continuing the story, but like maybe like a soft reboot, but still with the same actor. Yeah. Either way, I'm really excited to see what they do with this movie. Um, I'm a, I'm a sucker for horror films and the way that they've set this one up with all the trailers and whatnot looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like it's going to be genuinely creepy. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first one was really creepy. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Um, 
So I think that uh, that just about wraps up this episode, honestly. Yep. Um, but before we uh, log off of this, I do want to bring up one more thing that I about uh, Suicide Squad, and I know that we keep going back to it, but um, and this is it mostly about sense. Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. In the original Suicide Squad movie, I didn't like Harley as much. Or no, no, let me try that again. I liked Harley a lot. I didn't like what they did with her. Mm-hmm. Because she felt so over-sexualized and so male gazy. Yep. Like in the in the tiny little shorts and the constant crop top. Long and, pigtails. Yeah. The it property of Joker tattoo. Weird. The rotten tattoo. <laughs> And then, like, if you look at the if you look at the the new movie, the new Suicide Squad movie, she got that shit covered up. She it says property of no one. No one. I was and, so happy about that. Yeah, oh. but my dumbass looked at it and I was like, property of Nooney? Who the fuck is Nooney? <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, you know, it was a very quick first glance. I'm sure. So you know, give yourself the benefit anyways, of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you're absolutely right. Anyways, um, I, I like this one. I like the Suicide Squad much more than the original one. Um, hey, Ida, I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're supposed to be seeing Fantastic Four in the MCU. Not soon, but soon-ish. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing some casting news, I'm pretty sure soon. Um, and with the Fantastic Four comes Galactus. Mm-hmm. And because he's like the world eater, he's supposed to be this big booming character and just enormous and big and and terrifying. Uh Who do you fan cast to do his voice? To do his voice. Because uh, ultimately I think the the way they're going to go is it's going to be CGI for him. Probably. Because he's huge, like huge, huge. Hmm. Let me see. Let me see. I don't know. Oh, gosh. You you always throw me with these. I was like thinking <laughs> you were going to ask because you had brought up Margot Robbie. I was like, okay, maybe he's going to ask me Ivy. Maybe he's going to ask this. Nope. I have no. Hmm. Um, ooh. <sighs> yeah. No, you stopped me again. I got Oh, jeez. Really? Yeah, I can't honestly picture anybody because I just, I know that Galactus is going to be coming to the universe probably here pretty soon, but it's still far enough away that it's like I can't actually visualize it or picture it yet, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So it's like really challenging. I mean, because it also depends on the directions that they really want to go. God, I hate these questions. What about you? What are you thinking? <laughs> um, I have one person in mind. Well, I've got a couple, but there's one person that I really, really want to do it. I want to see, I think, because he also did the voice of the Lich in Adventure Time, I would really like to see Ron Perlman. Ooh, yes. Because he's got that deep, that deep voice. Like, like, so, what's his name? Uh, Galactus is like, number one line. His thing is, I hunger. Mm-hmm. So if you like, if you hear that like rattling around the entire universe, and you hear that like right before your world gets eaten, you're gonna be like, 
oh shit, it's got to be someone that that's got like that deep, booming, big voice. Yeah. So I would say Ron Perlman, but then I was thinking about it some more. Um, so I was thinking either Ron Perlman or the voice actor from the original Transformers movies for the original Optimus Prime, Peter Cullen. Ooh, that would also be another really good choice. That would be a very good choice because he's got that big voice, but I drew it out a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And my number one choice, I'm, I'm going to tweet about it and everything too. I'm going to try and... I mean, it's not going to start hashtagging because I don't have that kind of power. But <laughs> my number one choice was the guy, or is the guy, that did the voice of Kratos in the most recent God of War, Christopher Judge. Oh, interesting. Christopher Judge has the most booming, big, just deep, deep. Booming voice, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you really get him low... And then, like, throw some reverb on that and, like, just make it big and rumbly and real bassy. Christopher Judge is the number one choice for Galactus. No, nah, I could see that. That'd be really good. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, no, I doubt it will. But that I mean, would be if, really good. That would be incredible, right? Yeah. But um, knowing Marvel, they're going to throw us for a loop and give it to fucking Gilbert Gottfried or something. I don't know. Right? Also, I was going to try and do a impression. Oh, there it is. Matt, you better keep that in. Oh, my God. I loved every moment of that. Oh, boy. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anyways, now he has um, to be Gilbert Gottfried. Like, oh, God, if it's anyone but Gilbert Gottfried, I don't want it. Yeah, I just, I don't want it. Take it away. That's not what I signed up for. <laughs> all right guys this brings us to the end of the episode i'm actually gonna have send the question out to you guys as well i'm gonna post it on our uh instagram i don't know yes maybe the day of this podcast the, the, the when it released. releases yeah so what well, august 9th um who yep. do you want to see voice galactus and yep. read those words i hunger yeah Think on it. Don't get stumped like me. <laughs> yeah, like like maybe uh, know your stuff or something. I'm kidding. I, oh, wow. So I didn't mean that. Wow. Jeez. Um, no, anyways, guys, this brings us to the end of the episode. We love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in again. It, it really means a lot to us that uh, you keep coming back after all the yes. bullshittery we talk about. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, if you want to leave us a review, that would be incredible. It helps us get a little bit more viewership um, exactly. as well. F- please feel free to follow us, engage with us on all of our socials, which is at Geekly by Weekly spelled out. Um, we love to hear from you. We love all of your input and we appreciate you guys endlessly. So thank you so much for, for listening. Absolutely. Um, I had a five seconds for advice. Go. Ooh, clean your dishes. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm in a, good. like a, I'm in a, I did Tupperware last time, I think. Let's see. <laughs> dishes this <laughs> time. All right, five seconds of advice, Hogan, go. Um, Clean that little part uh, that's under the toilet that no one ever cleans. Yes, do that. It gets gross. Yeah, it gets real gross and hairy.
Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. I'm a hairy person. Anyways, um, <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Like I said, like 30 seconds ago, it really does mean a lot. Um, and do me a huge favor when you turn off this podcast and you go out into the world, uh, be good to one another and be kind and be sweet because everyone is fighting a battle that you know yeah. nothing about. Live each day to try to be the best that you can. That too. Yeah. Anyways, we love you guys. Thank you so much, so much, so much. Um, and we will see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, it's literally just mailing NG. Oh, uh, NG? Nick? Oh. Did you just, did you just say Oops. (laughs) 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 Oh, that was gorgeous. Matt, please, you decide what to do with that one.